This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Strike your colors, you brazen winch. Does this be brazen winch productions? Arr! Welcome, Patreon listeners, to this special 4th of July episode of Continuum Force. For those of you in the United States, happy Colonial Treason Day! Now, on with the show. Senate Subcommittee Mission Log, audio version. Senators, please remember, this recording is classified top secret, Mobius, and the content should not be removed from these secured chambers. No recording devices, cell phones, or other copying devices are permitted while this audio is playing. Upon completion, please return the container of the recording to the courier. Transcripts provided are for your eyes only. Mission 220-735, Valley Forge. The following is recorded from the Continuum Base, Malmstrom Air Force Base, Montana. Thank you both for joining me. Of course, sir. It's not like we had a choice. <laughs> Fair enough. In any event, with the loss of Dr. Alala and the revelations of Onric, I just wanted you both to know that we are now fully under military control. This is no longer a civilian and military co-op. What does that mean for our non-military crew members like Ace and Eli? Plus, Buzz isn't military anymore. That's still being worked out. Until there's a definitive answer, we're going to operate business as usual. But we could lose them. Yes. Sir, it would be terribly disruptive to have a change in our ranks. Our team has a synergy. We know what we're doing now, and to introduce unknown elements could undermine our efforts to get to the bottom of the Rosicrucian threat and properly interrogate Heinrich Alala. He's still not speaking to us? He took the death of Osamora pretty hard. I understand. I'm doing everything I can to keep the band together. The Continuum Force has never been its own branch of service. This project was always under the auspices of the Space Force, but now more so. With that comes a bit more oversight than we've had to deal with in the past. Of course. Thank you, sir. In addition to the news about who controls this little shindig of ours, I brought you both here for another reason. I think you both have performed your roles at an extremely high level above your ranks. Except for my mutiny to save Ace. And my complicity in said act. Yes. Well, you you both served your time in the brig, and somehow the notes on the matter seem to get lost. As long as we don't have any more incidents of the like, I'm sure they won't suddenly be found. Yes, sir. Of course, sir. 
Anyway, as I was trying to say, the President of the United States, acting upon the recommendation of the Secretary of the Space Force, has placed special trust and confidence in the patriotism, integrity, and the abilities of both Lieutenant Colonel Connor Dannard and Second Lieutenant Denise Cox. Oh my God? General is fine, Lieutenant. Continuing on, in view of these special qualities and your demonstrated potential to serve at a higher grade, Lieutenant Colonel Connor Dannard is promoted to the grade of Colonel, United States Space Force, and Second Lieutenant Denise Cox is promoted to First Lieutenant, United States Space Force, effective on this day, the 3rd of July, 2020, by order of the United States Space Force. Congratulations. Sir, I don't know what to say. Thank you. Typically works here, Dannard. That goes without saying, sir. Thank you. We'll do something formal when you get back. Get back, sir? Yes. Ever since this Rosicrucian business has started up, I've had a bee in my bonnet about Valley Forge. Valley Forge? Yes, Lieutenant. Where Washington's army nearly collapsed in the cold of a bitter winter and the lack of supplies, but rose through and became the foundation of our first branch of the military. Sharan mentioned Valley Forge once as a hotspot for bogey activity. Indeed, Colonel, if there was ever a place the Rosicrucians could do significant damage to the fortunes of the United States, it would be Valley Forge. And we know Washington was a Mason, which gives the Rosicrucians access to him through their Masonic ties. Were there even Rosicrucians back then? According to Calvo, they've been around since before Christ. And we need to be sure they're not trying to change our history. It was bad enough the bogeys were doing it. Now we need to worry about what the Rosicrucians have been planning for the last 400 years. One of these two groups are trying to destroy us. We need to figure out which. think we're ready. You think? Hello, I'm not a string theorist. Why isn't Ace on this mission? It's too soon. It's been two weeks, Colonel. You gotta let her get back on the horse at some point. She traipsed around the entire Mediterranean with Alexander the Great. That takes a toll. She needs to get her health back. She's still being screened for any ancient viruses or bacteria we don't have a natural immunity to. It's just a few more weeks. She can be on the next mission. Well... Let's hope we don't have one of those missions that, that, you know, require a string theorist to solve, Colonel Fancy Pants. Borman, shut up and drive. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief 
that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It's all part of the process of exploration and discovery. It's all part of taking a chance and expanding man's horizons. The future doesn't belong to the faint-hearted. It belongs to the brave. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we proved once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. We have arrived, Valley Forge, December 22nd, 1777. Thank you, Sally. Buzz, Eli, you're with me. Cox, hang out on the ship and keep her humming. We want to make sure we don't do anything to harm history here. Yes, sir. Okay, the army has been in the camp for several days. We need to fan out and make sure there aren't any Rosies in here. Rossies? Do you want to say Rosicrucians every single time? No, I guess not. Buzz, you take the east side of the camp. Buzz? Buzz, are you listening? One sec. This colonial uniform is riding a bit up in the- Who goes there? I'm Colonel Connor Dannard. These are my companions. Captain Bartholomew Borman and Lieutenant Elijah Schursberg. Bartholomew? Shut up, Buzz. Colonel! What is your business here? I have urgent orders from Philadelphia for General Washington. Hopefully it's good news. Things have been pretty bad the last few days. I'm afraid there isn't much in the form of rations. We'll be fine, soldier. This way. Buzz, take the east side of the camp. Eli, the west. What are you going to tell Washington? I don't know yet. Colonel Dannard, so good to see you again. Again, sir? Yeah, Fort Necessity. I believe it was the 3rd of July. Or was it the 4th? Uh, 54. I'm sorry, sir. How could you not remember? First you saved my life. I wouldn't be here without you. And then you told me not to sign that damn document, but I did anyway. Idiot interpreter. Of course, sir. I'm sorry. What brings you to Valley Forge, my good man? Sir, I came to ask you if any of your brethren have come to see you recently. My brethren? From your order. Ah, of course. You know I can't talk to you about that. You're not one of us. Sir, all I can say is that there is a faction within the Masons who may not have our country's best interests. Oh, are they in Congress? I often wonder if they have our best interests at heart. My men are naked and dying of starvation. We lack the proper ammunition, and we're freezing in this ghastly winter. Seems the Grand Architect's design is not for the rise of our belief in our freedom. If how were to attack now? It's a difficult time. There's no doubt about it. Difficult? If we're denied provisions, Colonel, I will lose this army, and we will lose this war. Have faith, General. The cause is just. Your men believe in you. The people believe in you. You are General George Washington of the Continental Army, and you are our greatest hero. Thank you, my friend. A hero 
wouldn't have lost as many battles as I have. A hero wouldn't have started the massacre of what they now call the Jumanville Affair, starting a war, and then admitted to the shame, because his interpreter was a fool. In fact, Congress itself have its doubts about me. What do you mean? I've been bested by how one too many times, it's said. Some say Gates may be better suited to be Commander-in-Chief. As we stay here shivering and starving to death, they argue over prices with the procurement establishments. Are they price gouging? The markets? Of course. You can never separate some men from greed. Even now, I send our men to forage in the surrounding territories and take from the inhabitants. It's... it's terrible business. Indeed. Greed begets greed, Colonel. We need the locals to support us, to join our cause. Yet when I send desperate men to rape their land of wheat and livestock, putting their own lives in peril, how do I ask them to join the cause? In the end, sir, the belief in freedom and from the tyranny of the crown should be enough. I, I don't know, should it? Many of these inhabitants are just trying to provide for their families. They believe in the cause, but some don't want to be a part of this war. Everyone will, eventually. You're right. In one way or another. General, may I be excused? I want to check on my men, but I would like another audience with you a bit later, if that's to your liking. Of course. What do you have? It's not good. There's definitely dissension among the ranks. Some are openly talking about overthrowing Washington and surrendering to the Redcoats. Same, but I've seen no evidence of Bogey or Rosicrucian involvement. How's the big cheese? His morale's pretty low. I can't tell if they got to him. Something strange happened. What? He said he knew me. From Fort Necessity. The site of one of Washington's first military defeats? It was after the Umoil affair. Yeah, he mentioned that. What was that about? It was one of Washington's darkest days, when he started a war. So let me get this straight. George Washington, the father of our country, started the French and Indian War. Yes, essentially. Fired the first shot. Well, tell us more. Well, it was at the end of 1753. The natives of the Ohio Valley were both independent and powerful. Both the British and the French were cultivating alliances. They aligned with the French and their vast native network, while the British were supported by the Iroquois Confederacy. Okay, what's that have to do with Washington? In the summer of 1753, the French started acting more brazenly. They sent nearly 3,000 soldiers into the region and built a fort on the shores of Lake Erie and another near Le Boeuf Creek. It ticked off both the Brits and their native allies. The governor of Virginia, Robert Dinwiddie, wanted them out and sent Washington to get them to leave. Washington marched a complement of 40 British soldiers up Chestnut Ridge in a driving rainstorm. Seven of the men fell to their deaths tripping on the rocks. How do I not know about this? It's not a pretty story, and it doesn't glorify our first president, so it's not in many of the history books these days. Besides, who didn't sleep in history class during the French and Indian War? It didn't have any of the juicy details of the revolution. It was all politics and land grabs. Not exciting enough for you, Buzz? Boring. 
On May 28th, weary from the several days of marching, they emerged on the ridge overlooking the French encampment. Washington claims he saw them scrambling for their muskets and opened fire. Were they? Hard to say, the French flatly deny it. In fact, one of them, Ensign Yumaville, was said to be begging Washington to stop so they could all come to terms. But the natives who were with them attacked them, and they spared no one. Yumaville fighting for his life was scalped. My God. Fast forward to July 3rd, 1754, and the French with Yumaville's brother, Louis, in command, routed Washington at Fort Necessity. The casualties were severe. Washington was forced to accept terms for an honorable surrender. Washington's interpreter missed a key part of the surrender documents. He mentioned the interpreter screwed up. Indeed, in the document, Washington absolves the French from their attack, confirming it was a rightful act of revenge for the assassination of Yumaville. That's not good. It wasn't. It nearly destroyed his military career before it started. He recovered, of course, but it was a black mark for him. So you're telling me I have to go into that firestorm to establish the timeline where I meet Washington? I'm afraid so, Colonel. I'm coming with you. Absolutely not. Sir, you need backup. No. None of you can be at risk. I must do this one solo. Can we even string there when we've strung here? Sally, you will need to initiate a quantum burn. This will jump the string and allow us to travel to a new time and place. Okay. You will only have a few minutes in the new time period before the string pulls you back to Valley Forge. This will also decrease our overall string duration by half. Understood. This? Ought to be fun. Wait, Colonel. This has to be done, Eli. I know, but you're dressed as a Continental Army member. But there wasn't a Continental Army in 1754. You're a redcoat now. And I probably should downgrade my rank. Or Washington will not listen to me when I go back to Valley Forge. Good catch, Eli. It's why I'm here. We cannot consecrate. We cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you Ask what you can do for your country. Children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spirit. So free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Washington, look out! Thank you, Lieutenant. Dannert, sir. Connor Dannert. I had no idea we made your stock officers. Are you with Massachusetts? Yes, sir. They were always progressive. Good man. Colonel, it appears the French are offering terms of surrender. Dannert, it looks like you've been hit. It's a grave, sir. No damage done. Oh, my. Look at this. Holes of my own. Dannert, I do believe you saved my life. I won't forget you for this. Uh, go. Get it looked at. I can't have my savior dying from infection. Thank you, sir. I will. Colonel, the commander approaches. 
Let him through. We are lost. It's time we give up necessity. Colonel, I suggest you don't sign that document. Yes, thank you, Lieutenant. But look around you. We are put to shreds. What choice do I have? Yes, sir. He's coming! Ah, uh, I... Uh, holy hell, he's been shot! No, it grazed me. I was lucky. Did you meet Washington? Yes. String flashback imminent. Ah, uh, get back to the controls. Buzz, Denise? Yes, sir? Is the ship in order? Yes, sir. Great. Let's get back to Valley Forge. the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. Never before have we had such a blessed opportunity, and therefore such a profound obligation to build a more perfect union of our Founders' dreams. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. even worse. I don't think the Rosicrucians or the bogeys are here, Colonel. No, but we need to make sure Washington stays on target. I have a feeling I'm part of the events. You have to be very careful here, Colonel. I understand. Colonel, welcome back. Wait, are, are you bleeding? I tripped on some ice, nearly impaled myself with my bayonet. Oh, every time we speak, you seem to be bleeding. <laughs> has your mood improved, General? Well, has there been a delivery I'm not aware of? Not yet. Then my melancholy demeanor shall remain. Now. Excuse me? This is not you. I'm afraid I'm not comprehending. General. If you're sitting here in this tent, sulking about our lot, how are you instilling the faith of your men? Uh, I... No, sir. When we were together at necessity, it was your courage that had us all fight on when we knew all was lost. It was your dignity you sacrificed when we failed you. I failed you. Sir, you are not failing your men. You are fighting for them. I suggested you not sign that surrender document at necessity. I should have listened to you then. And I hope you will now. Get out there. Get on your horse. Let them see you. Let them see you suffering along with them, not hiding in here in your tent, awaiting their eventual mutiny. To what end? To show them what I know. You haven't given up. <laughs> 
They shouldn't either. This is the moment, General, when our army becomes one. We must seize it. You must seize it. Who are you, Colonel Dannett? You seem wise beyond your station. That's kind of you, sir. Go see to your comrades. I will see to mine, but first, I have a letter to pen. No anomalies detected in the time stream. Thank you, Sally. It worked! Indeed, and on January 7th, women from Philadelphia who were loyal to the cause drove 10 teams of oxen fit for slaughter into the camp. They also brought 2,000 shirts, smuggling them from the city. And later that year, the ragtag group would be drilled into one of the finest armies in history thanks to Lafayette and the Prussian Baron Friedrich von Steuben. That's right, Colonel. That would lead to their stunning upsets and turning the tide of the Revolutionary War. It just goes to show you. What's that, Cox? No matter how bleak things may seem, no matter how hard they get, if you believe in freedom and all that it stands for, you can persevere and win the day. Well said, Denise. Well said. End of record. No anomalies of General Washington and Valley Forge have been detected. It is now believed there was no incursion by either the bogies or the Rosicrucians in this moment in time, but Colonel Dannard's impact is not quite known. Would Washington have still persevered had Dannard not intervened? Impossible to calculate. Please return the audio file containment device to the courier upon exiting the secured room. We hope you enjoyed this special 4th of July edition of Continuum Force. We wish all of you listening in the United States a very happy Independence Day. Continuum Force was created by Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment. The part of Connor Dannard was played by Marcus Sally. Buzz Borman was played by J.C. Delatore. Eli was played by Dr. Scott Vigay. Denise Cox was played by Rita Delatore. CTC Sally was voiced by Calliope Colicott. General O'Shaughnessy was played by Boyd Barrett. Other contributing voices guest starring in this episode included Laith Washlager as George Washington and Josh Roberts as Colonial Guard No. 1. This episode was written by J.C. Delatore. It was produced and directed by J.C. Delatore. This episode was edited by J.C. and Rita Delatore. The episode is a work of fiction. Any similarity to the living or dead, past or present, is purely coincidental. Historical figures events are a mixture of real history and fictionalized content. We encourage you to go to your local library and learn more about George Washington and many other historical figures. Until next time, thank you for listening to Continuum Force.